Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is Cody Dakota Wooten, and he was raised by three women, abandoned by his father, and talks about his faith journey that led him to God, finally led him to God, right? Which includes a coyote, a failed engagement, depression, and suicidal thoughts. I know some of my listeners, you connect with these things. You've had some of these things happen in your life. So Cody grew up with an absentee father, and many of us grow up with that. He went on to play NCAA Division III lacrosse, studied martial arts for 20 years, went into the corporate world of accounting before deciding to make a career change. Cody saw that leadership in the world was dismal. I agree. And made a decision to be a catalyst for the next generation of legendary leaders. Cody founded the Leadership Guide and Loco Coyote Enterprises, that's a funny name, has been nominated for the Extraordinarian Award for Coaches with ideas that can change people, businesses, and the world for the better. And he is the host of the Emerge Leadership Connection podcast and is getting ready to launch the League of Legendary Leaders. What an introduction. Cody, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thanks, Joseph. I mean, you, you pretty much covered it. Honestly, I'm just a regular guy. Um, I, I see a need in the world, and that's a need that I really want to impact because I have seen a generation of young people growing up with people they consider leaders that are not good role models. And it, it's what I see is having some dramatic effects, and that's not okay with me. Cody, so, where is all our masculinity gone? <laughs> and I'm not is, talking about the trendy toxic masculinity and gender versus gender. I'm talking about where have authentic male role models gone? Why are men abandoning their families, not taking responsibility for the lives that they created in this world, and they're running around like little boys stuck in adult bodies? Cody, what's that big answer? I, I've would say that for most of it, it's probably fear. I think that people put themselves into situations that they're not ready for. They try to move too quickly on things that they're not ready for. And once the consequences of those things come forward, they're too afraid to take the stand. They haven't had the proper role models in their own lives to, to show them what it's like to take a stand. 
And so they don't, they one, don't know how to take a stand themselves, two, don't have the courage to do it themselves. And so they end up faltering back. Broken Catholic Nation, how did Cody do on that answer? I think he did pretty well. You can find him at theleadership.guide, theleadership.guide. All right, so Cody, let's get into this. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, it, in terms of my business life, um, honestly, I'm a huge nerd. Probably, probably uh, my favorite series out there is Star Wars, and I also enjoy anime. <laughs> Got it. All right, that's clear. No problem there. Let's get into the spiritual game, brother, because Let's I believe there is a journey we are all on. Yes. Right there, there is one God that created all this beauty and majesty. We all are seeking him. There's a hole, a God-sized hole in our hearts that can only be filled with him, but we search for him in all the wrong places sometimes. Yes. So Cody, here's why I invited you on the show and BC Nation, this is why I invited our guest on the show today. I met Cody at a podcasting conference and Cody came over to me and he's like, I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show. And he was a little <laughs> annoying at first to be, to, you know, clear and transparent. But really? then, yeah, oh, really. Ow. <laughs> right. Ouch. Ooh, ah, stop that, Joseph. Uh, yeah. So he was, he was somewhat annoying. And, and I was like, who are you? Like, like, tell me who you are. And he was like, oh, well, I'm into leadership and this and that. And I was like, no, who are you? And he just kept dodging the question. I'm like, bro who are you? And eventually he goes, Oh, okay. You want to know who I am? I was like, no, I only asked that question 14 times for <laughs> right. Like, and then finally he says, okay, well, you know, I was raised by three moms. My dad abandoned me and he starts like sharing his heart and what he's been through. And I, I leaned back and went, wow. Like, how many times we need permission to share our story. But you know what? Cody was a little slow in the learning process there, but then he did. And I was like, this guy's going to be on my show. I like Cody, but <laughs> you know, I didn't want to give him a, let him in too soon. Right. And then I saw him at the conference again here in Tampa, Florida, just recently last month. And he showed up much more powerfully, more put together. And I said, okay, now's the right time. Now I'm going to invite you. him onto the show. So Cody, that's just so you know what happened. All right. So how did you first experience God in your life? Take us back to how you were raised. Were you raised with faith? Were you raised uh, Christian? Were you, what denomination? Like what did life with God, how did that start for you as a young boy? Yeah. So I, I've always had faith in my life per se, but it wasn't a strong presence really. Um, my mother was raised by her, her mother and her father who were separated and who were two different types of Christians. So my grandmother was a Catholic and then my grandfather, I think was a Lutheran. And so there's, there's slightly different ideologies going on in, in the background of those. Obviously, I think we should all come together as part of the same faith, but sometimes those kinds of differences set us apart. And preach. so she grew up, preach, bro. She grew preach. Up kind of torn between these two types of churches. And so 
when I came along, she decided she wasn't going to try and force me into one type of church. She gave me the option when I was around 10 years old to decide what kind of church I wanted to go to. She said, I'll take you around. I'll even let you explore other religions out there. Like if you want to try and explore Buddhism or whatever else that's out there, you can explore that. She didn't want to tell me what to believe. She wanted me to believe whatever I believed, um, which I, I appreciate because it allowed me to really explore um, the, the things behind the things and not just be told what is right. And so I, I kind of went around uh, different types of Christianities. I felt pretty confident in, the, in Christianity at that time. Um, and I ended up doing non-denominational, probably not for the best of reasons. The church that was there, they had donuts and video games before the service. It brought so, out your inner geek. <laughs> it brought out your my inner, inner geek. Nerd. And I was yeah. like 10 years old. So what, what, what kind of 10-year-old's going to say no to that, right? So obviously that church <laughs> had the best marketing strategy. Yeah, right? they had, they had a great marketing strategy. <laughs> and so, so um, that's kind of where it started. And then I had a lot of influence by the Catholic church as well. Um, because I had some fantastic family friends. Um, there, there were a couple summers where I almost lived with them. Like that's how close family friends they were. Um, and uh, they were Catholic. And so I would go to church with them fairly often as well. So that's kind of the background of the Christian faith for me. Yeah, got it. All right. So grandma was Catholic. Yeah. Um, tell us the story about being raised with three moms. Like how does that? Yeah. Play? So, so that, that's a very interesting story. So I was raised by my grandmother, my aunt and my mother, because my father, um, kind of something we touched on at the beginning, he was married to another woman when he got married to my mother. Mm. And obviously that is not the kind of ideal situation that you want your kid to be a part of. And so my mother ended up getting full custody of me. Now, my father had rights to come see me anytime. That was never something that was taken off the table. But he made a decision never to come see me. Mm. And so I went- What was, what was that like for you? When, when I was really young, it was kind of hard because you would be at school, you would know all the kids, they'd talk about both of their parents. And you would look at your own life and you'd be like, well, you know, I, I have my mother, I've got my grandmother and my aunt who are also awesome, uh, but why don't I have a father? And so, and, and with no knowledge of why, you know, it's not like my mother came forward and told me this when I was young because, because she felt it would be better to save me from that pain at that time. Do and you think so, that was the right decision? That, that's a very interesting question. Well, part I ask it, yes, I ask it part because, of me says no. Yeah, I ask it because there's parents out there right now that are probably in that situation yeah. with their own children, and they're holding back on telling their child what's so. And, and the reason why is they want to protect them from hurt. And yeah. I think there's two schools of thought there. One there's is, very yeah, you, you could be protecting them from a little pain now, but a lot of pain later. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I think in terms of that, I think there are different levels to, to give information. Um, 
for that specific scenario, I think my mother made the right decision because at that point in my life, I didn't really understand marriage. I didn't understand you could be married to two different people. Like these are things that don't make sense to someone that age. Well, they don't make sense to adults either. (laughs) Well, they don't make sense to adults either, but we can, we can at least we've developed our reason enough to be like, okay, that's kind of not right. And how does that even happen? So how old were you? Uh, When she did tell me, Mm -hmm. I was, I would have been about 18 actually. Okay. And how old was, were you when this all happened and, and you wanted to know, but she was withholding? You know, honestly, I didn't know she was withholding that information till she told me it. Um, okay. And so it, it but was. But you never was, asked her. No, I didn't. I didn't need to know it. You know, I knew. I knew that he had other wives before my mother. I didn't know that. I knew he had other kids before me. Um, I knew that he'd gotten married after my mother, and I knew he had other kids with other women after my mother. Mm. Um, and so I knew he had other families out there and I had, I had a great mother, I had a great grandmother and I had a great aunt. So it wasn't anything I needed to know. I knew that he wasn't necessarily the most trustworthy. She did give me that information. Mm -hmm. And so she did tell me that she wanted to protect me from that type of information. So Cody, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a personal, very yeah. personal question. Oh, I've boy. already asked you like some personal questions, <laughs> but let me go real personal, okay? Do it. Yeah, bro. And, and I think when I first met you, like this may have come up a little bit. I truly believe, Cody, that whatever lens we see our human father through, mm-hmm. we, it's very human to project that onto our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And that now becomes the view that we look at God at so as an example if your father beat you right and did you wrong or hurt you or molested you or broke your trust or anything like that then it's very human and and almost natural to look at your heavenly father and say well i can't trust him either because my dad represented him yeah and why did god allow that and all these other things so my question to you is when a dad abandons his family, it's very common that a child that got abandoned, and you're not alone in this, dude. It's like oh, almost yeah. epidemic, like 50% now. Very sadly. Very sadly, right? Or kids are being raised without dads. And when a dad abandons his family, the kid is left looking up to God or his view of God is that I can't trust God. He'll abandon me. Which makes total sense from a kid's logical brain being formed, right? Yeah. It's a logical conclusion. So what was it for you? What belief system did you create as a young man around God somehow through your experience with your human dad? Well, I've, I've never thought about it from that perspective. So, so you might have to bear with me as I think Take this your time. out. Take your time. But I, I never felt like God would completely abandon me. Now, I did have feelings that if I did things wrong, perhaps he would abandon his, his ability to guide me until I came back to him. 
I think that is something that I probably experienced. I think that another thing that I experienced was unless I actually found the answers myself, I didn't trust what was just said. And so I always needed to know the deeper truth of things. And so I, I guess not necessarily with God, but within the church or, you know, how, however you view the church, I always felt like maybe we weren't being given all the answers. And so I always wanted to go seek out the different answers. So I guess in that respect, that could have definitely come from being raised without a father. Yeah, I really get that because it's really hard to believe and trust in others when you couldn't yeah. really believe or trust in your own dad. Yeah, definitely. Like, that makes total sense, dude. Anyone in that situation would come to that conclusion. I really do believe that. And uh, first off, let me just say that sucks. <laughs> just straight up, bro. That sucks. It sucks that a dad would leave his kid. It just sucks. And sure, your dad may have had his reasons and his own childhood and trauma and generational stuff passed on from his dad and his dad's dad. And, and this is how it happens. Yeah. Now, with that being said, though, just because you don't have the perfect situation doesn't mean that you can't redefine your situation going forward. Well, let's. All right. So speak about you and how you did that in your life. So, so for me, I really just looked at, well, maybe I don't have a father, but what do I have? Right? Because I had a great mother. You had, had three moms. Like yeah, you, I, I you had beat all like your friends. Amazing, I had three amazing women raise me. I had my mom who, who was, she's very structured. She, she's hard going. She, she wants to succeed at the highest level. I got that part of her instilled in me. I had my grandmother who is one of the best listeners in the world. And mm. she, she's amazing at just helping people find the solutions to what they're looking for. And so I got that from her. And then I had my aunt who, who's a happy-go-lucky kind of spirit. She always wants to have fun, you know? That's gotten her into a little bit of trouble sometimes, but I, I got a little bit of that as well. And so I, I had these three amazing role models and I got the best pieces from each of them. And I that's really not like everyone that. gets, you know, You're that's right. not something everyone gets. And so I could, I could mope around about the things I don't have and I could let that define me and my future. Or I could look at the things that I do have and be appreciative of it. And then I could find more things to be appreciative of. It's, it's one of those things where mentally, when you look for something, you will find it. It's like your mind is like a Google search engine, right? <laughs> if you look for negativity, you're going to find negativity. And if you look for positivity, you're going to find positivity. And so I, I made a decision that I'm just going to look for the good things because I continue to find more good things around that. Your mind is like a Google search engine broke into Catholic nation. I like that. Yeah. All right. So listen, how did you like choose not to go the victim route? So many people would have <laughs> gone the victim route in your situation and they have, and now they're stuck yeah. in the victim mentality and they, their Google search engine went to work to validate that they're the victim and they found more and more, you know, search results. 
Yeah. So how did you choose what happened where you shifted and was there a choice in front of you, a fork in the road and you chose it or how did this happen? I, I think a little bit of it was just how I was raised. And I think a little bit of it was what did I want? Uh, in, in life, you know, we, if you want good things to happen, you should look for how to get to those good things. And so I always knew, even when I was young, that I wanted something amazing in life. I wanted to do amazing things. And so I, I guess I just focused more on how do I get to those things and what are those things? Um, that, I guess part of that's just how I'm wired is I'm always seeking. Always seeking. I love it. Bro, you couldn't have spoken more Christian right there, right? <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God and all the desires of your heart shall be given to you. Seek God earnestly and he will reveal his face to you. If you're a seeker, bro, man, just point in that direction and God will take over your life. All right. So if you were being 100% transparent right now, yeah. in what area of your life do you struggle to trust God? right now or in general, like through my life. So actually, you know what? It's probably the same answer if, I, if I'm being fully transparent. And this, this probably ties back all the way to the beginning, but it's, it's human relationships is probably where I struggle the most because I know people are valuable. I know I'm valuable. And so even fear, I guess, is a part of that in me, being afraid that, you know, other people will hurt me, being afraid that I'll hurt other people, you know, even if it's not the, the main thought in my mind, it's something that definitely is probably deep seated in me. How does that impact your life and your relationships, having that subconscious belief system running at all times it through through time over time even into today i've i've had difficulty creating long long lasting friendships unless i'm around the people who are there because if i'm around the people you can you can easily see what's working what's not working most of the time. That's a different story though. Um, but when they're not around, you don't know what's going on. And so that, that definitely has probably prevented me from reaching out more often. It's something that I'm working on getting better at, but I definitely am not there. Got it. Thank you for being honest and transparent about that. I think yeah. uh, BC Nation, you're connecting right now with Cody in your own life? Do you struggle with human relationship because you've been hurt? Are you afraid that you're going to hurt others? Are you afraid that others are going to hurt you? And because of it, you don't create that open space of let's see what happens. Right. And so many times it's, we don't, have that open space, but we're, we're shut down. We're closed off and our heart is just guarded and protected. 
And it's actually protecting us from the very thing that you want. Need. And need, not just and want, need. but you need. Yeah, human connection, real connection. And this is what I speak about in my spiritual coaching business is right, I help people find that real connection with their God and with others. And that's what we're all searching for. That's why social media is as big as it is. <laughs> we all want connection, real connection, not this fake connection, not the Photoshop connection. We want real connection with other human beings, but most importantly with our God. Yeah. So Cody, what shows up for you in that? There, uh, right now, there, I, I've, there's an epidemic of loneliness. Like it is, it's been nationally stated that there's an epidemic and it's because we are searching for real connection. You're, you're completely correct on that. Um, I have no doubts in my mind about it. I know that a lot of the loneliness I felt in life is because I lacked connection. I think that people, um, and, and this is one of the biggest myths in, uh, in the U.S., I would say, is that people are not independent. We talk about independence like it's the goal to get to, right? I need to be independent from the system. I need to be independent from my parents, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, we're not independent. We're interdependent. We need each other. You know, the, the things we accomplish in life cannot be accomplished by yourself. Even if you're a, a so-called self-made person, right? Let's say you make a multi-million dollar business. Did you build the building that runs your multi-million dollar business? Did you create the computers that do it? Did you uh, farm, harvest, uh, reap the, the sowings of your farming to create the food you have? No, you didn't do all these things, right? It's all about interdependence. I think Christianity got it right in the beginning. The body of Christ, right? Yeah. We are all connected through the body of Christ. That's the whole point. Exactly. God made us interconnected, as Cody's saying, to need each other. That's why, what are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your might, right? Soul, everything. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Nothing's greater than those. And that means being connected and, and in the body of Christ, real connection. So Cody, I'm going to challenge you right here, it. right now. And I'm going to challenge BC Nation. If you struggle with letting people into your hearts, then for the next, day, uh, next 10 days, every morning, just look up in your quiet time and say, Father, Heavenly Father, right? Father, show me how much you love me in a way that even I can't deny. I know for a fact that'll show powerful results. How because, do you know that? Because when you ask God to show up undeniably, he does. Um, and in a way that speaks to you at that time. And sometimes it'll sound absolutely nutso, whatever happens. And people will say, well, that's just happenstance. But you know, deep down, once you feel that, once you see it, that no, it's, it's not crazy, that there's more to it than you thought. Can I share a story around that? Because I think yeah. you're so right. So one of my coaching clients, I gave him that prayer, 
mm-hmm. because he was struggling to really experience God's love. He had never experienced God's love. He loved God, knew of God, but never had experienced God in a way that was so real and so tangible and undeniable, right? In his heart. Yeah. So I gave him that prayer. Next 10 days, say, Father, show me how much you love me in a way that even I can't deny. My mind, who's a liar, even my mind can't deny, right? And he did this, dude. We got on the coaching session uh, the next week. And I said, so what happened? And he goes, bro, you have no idea. I was like, what? He said, first off, two things. The first thing that happened, he said, my little prayer area in my, my room where I pray and I have my Bible and everything like that. He's like, I said that prayer that morning. I walked out to use the restroom. I came back in and there was a rose, a fresh rose sitting on my chair. And I was like, what the? So I went to my wife and said, honey, did you bring me a rose? She's like, what? A rose? No. What are you talking about? And I went to my little baby girl, my daughter, and I asked her. And she was like, no, of course not, daddy. And he's like, they were the only two people in my house. And he says, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that was real, dude. That was, that was the first thing. Then a few days later, he suffered from anxiety and stress and all this stuff. And he would just blow things out of proportion. And he literally, his mind, like you said, is a Google search engine. Mm-hmm. His mind, he like, like was thinking about anxiety and stress and how that could affect his health. So he started Googling, literally Googling um, uh, signs of anxiety. And he started watching YouTube videos, dude. And one of uh-huh. the guys, yeah. one of the guys, Cody, um, is speaking about signs of, that you're having a heart attack. Oh, no. All right. So he watches the video and then feels like crap, right? 30 minutes later, his wife comes home and he literally, his body starts shutting down. Like yeah. his mind manifested into his physiology, mm-hmm. the signs of a heart attack. And one after another, just like the video, all the signs happened to the final thing. He broke out in a cold sweat and he said, honey, I'm having a heart attack. Take me to the hospital. And they rushed him to the ER and everything checked out, EKG and stuff. And they like, no, you had an anxiety attack, a panic attack. And he was just like, what the bleep? What the bleep? And he's, I said, what was that like for you? And he says, dude, I was at the hospital and I felt shame that I dragged my wife and my little daughter there. And it was just an anxiety attack. But I remember that I, when I thought I was truly dying, I thought, how can I leave my daughter and wife behind in this condition? Like, what am I doing with my life? And it was such a gift and a blessing And then I was like, interesting, right? And then all of a sudden he has this realization, Cody, and I'll wrap up the story here. And he goes, oh my gosh. And he says out loud, show me how much you love me in a way that even I can't deny. He goes, Joseph, you don't think that. (laughs) And I just laugh. He goes, wait, wait, you mean that God would allow me to have a a heart attack? I was like, but you didn't have a heart attack, did you? He was like, well, no. I was like, did it get your attention? He was like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, well, I, I disagree with the way God did that. <laughs> and I was that's, like, but, that's nice. <laughs> I was like, but did it work? And he goes, yeah, I can't even deny what happened. And I was yeah. like, exactly. And dude, he literally started weeping in front of me on the call. 
And I said, bro, that's your heavenly father, man, loving on you. And sometimes he uses a two by four, (laughs) right? It's, yeah, it's the tough love to get your attention because you're so caught up in your own skadooge. Yeah. So thank you for letting me share that story, Cody, because I know that could speak to you. That could speak to my listener. What shows up for you in that story about your life, Cody? So, so that actually makes me think of my own story that during a time where I was having doubts in my faith and I wanted God to come in and I wanted God to guide me. Um, he did. Um, I, I remember it was, it was during college and I was out at a party because I wanted to meet someone else, you know, some sort of significant other. And my mindset at that time was I'm too, I, I don't have enough courage to go talk to someone. So if I drink some, I'll gain the courage. Liquid right? courage. Liquid courage, which is, is complete baloney, but that's a different story. So I, I, I would go out to parties and I don't like most of what they had out anyways. So I wouldn't drink much. And then it would be enough to make me feel worse because alcohol is a natural depressant, right? So I would drink to try and get courage and then I wouldn't drink enough. So I would even be more upset. And then I would go off because nothing happened. And so one of these nights, I just went out into the middle of the woods that was out there uh, by my university. And I just sat down and I just started weeping. And I, I was just saying like, God, show me something so that, um, so that I know that you're there. I know that you're looking out for me. And I know that I can go and, and find what it is I'm looking for. And I'm sitting there, hour, two hours, I don't know. I have no idea what concept of time is at that point. And I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm just about to get, give up. I get up, I stand up, and literally, there's a coyote there. And I see this coyote, and I, the only thing that pops into my mind is follow this coyote, which is weird, right? That's like not a normal thought. And I'm not drunk at this point, I'm sober. So, so I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna follow this coyote. And I start following it, running through the woods following this coyote. And all of a sudden, it just disappears. It's gone, right? But right then, I'm on a road that I've never been on before. And so I'm like, okay, let's see where this road goes. And I kid you not, at the end of this road, there's a statue of Jesus Christ right there. What? Yeah. What? A, yeah. So, so this, I, I was lost in the woods. This coyote guided me to a road. And at the end of that road was Christ. Bro, <laughs> I got, it is rare that a guest will give me goosebumps. That, I got chills from that, bro. That is such a metaphor for life. You want to know where it gets crazier? Not crazier. This, is, this isn't a coincidence, BC Nation. This is a God incident. Go ahead. So... Basically, that was a foretelling of what was about to happen in my life. What was about to happen? So it was about a week later that I met someone 
and I grew feelings for them and we started dating. It got to the point where we got engaged, right? And after we got engaged, um, things got worse in the relationship. Mm. And then she left me. And then two weeks later, she was with my, the person I thought was my best friend. Mm. And that crushed me mm. because this was the person I thought I was going to spend my life with. And now they were with someone who I thought was my best friend. They started seeing each other behind my back. And it was then where I really turned to God because I, I didn't really know who else to turn to. I was normally a, a very happy person, happy-go-lucky person. And I went through some major depression at that time. There were times where I would literally, we were on the third floor of our building and I would look out the window and I would think how easy would it be to just go head first down and hit the cement below head first. I thought, how easy would that be? And I made the decision not to do that. Instead, I made a decision to fall back on my father. I decided to fall back on God. And it was during that time where I, I really took a, a look into my life. I really looked at the relationship and I realized that that whole relationship. All right, BC Nation, right there, something happened. You know what happened? The enemy didn't like what Cody was sharing because Cody was sharing how God was showing up in his life. And that when Cody was having suicidal thoughts, maybe you're going through that right now. And your heart wants you to reach out to your heavenly father, to reach up and not, not quit on life, but to give up your life to your heavenly father. And the enemy doesn't like that, that news, right? And Cody's computer shut down, literally froze up and shut down mid-sentence. How does that happen? That's ridiculousness. But, you know, the enemy doesn't want to hear a good message. So I am even more excited about this episode because obviously the, God's truth is being spoken because the enemy's ears are ringing. Ringing, baby. Let's ring them. All right. So, amen, uh, amen. Yeah, let's uh, wrap up that story really quickly, and then uh, let's close out because uh, we do have to close up the show. Okay, go for it. Definitely. So, so when I looked back, right, on during this period of self-reflection, what I came to realize was there were a lot of relationships around me that were really bad, that were not guiding me towards God, that were leaving me in the woods, per se where I was lost, where I didn't have what I was looking for. And as soon as I had gotten out of those relationships, I got back on the road towards God. That's when things really started to turn around for me. Things got better in my life. That's awesome. What is your number one daily habit that helps you grow spiritually closer to God? Uh, I read the Bible every day. I've got a three six. 65 Bible on my phone. So you can, you can do this yourself. Anybody can do this. There's nothing preventing you from doing it. It gives you just enough verses to do 10, 15 minutes so you can fit it into any schedule. 
nothing is preventing you from reading the Bible. And Cody, tell me this, how do you stay inspired and trust God through all the obstacles and challenges that sometimes make you feel defeated? Yeah, one, it's really hard sometimes because when the going gets tough, it's not easy to look for the good things. But I would really say two words. One is faith. Faith. You, you have to have faith in life. It's one of my core values. You need to have faith in people. You need to have faith in God. Even if you know things will not be perfect, you have to have faith that even though they are not perfect, that things are going to be okay anyways. And then the second one is love. You have to know that love is going to be there whether it's family, whether it's friends, God, you have love in your life, even if you don't see it right now, even if it's just us, you know, you and me right now, Joseph, if that is the only love someone has in their life, that is enough, us and God. Man, that's so good. BC Nation, if you're struggling with loneliness right now, know that you are loved by the creator of the entire universe that he has a plan for your life, regardless of what you've been through. He is your heavenly father. And he loves you deeply and greatly. And all you have to do is look up to him and say, Father, show me how much you love me in a way that even I can't deny. Do that for 10 days every morning. And here's the important part. Believe that he will. You have to believe that he will and watch how he shows up in your life. It works every single time. So if you want your life to transform, say that prayer. Cody, do you take on my challenge? Let's do the challenge. Cody accepts the challenge. BC Nation, will you? Don't you want your life to get better? Don't you want all the desires of your heart? I know you do. All right, you can find Cody Wooten at theleadership.guide. That is Cody Wooten. You can find him at the, T-H-E, leadership.guide, theleadership.guide. All right, Cody, this is my favorite part of the show of Broken Catholic. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. Yeah, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. Cody, what's your favorite thing about God? Favorite thing about God is love. Got love, it. Love, love. What's your least favorite thing? Hard love. <laughs> two by four moments. The two by four moments. I love it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, most afraid of hurting others. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your early 20s? Uh, way too much time. Uh, pursuing relationships that I didn't need. Amen to that. What secret fear do you have about people or about yourself? Secret fear is that they're not going to be truthful and that's going to hurt me. Yeah, I got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he'll come when it's right. Mm, Got that. What is a new habit you want to form? new habit that I want to form. Um, it's one that I'm working on and I'm not perfect at it, but I I want to drink water in the morning. (laughs) It's very simple (laughs) 
but you need water. And um, I've, I've had a very bad soda addiction in my life. And that's something I'm looking to overcome is the soda addiction and more water. <laughs> Love it. I think that answered my next question. What's a bad habit you want to break? Soda addiction. <laughs> Got it. That's clear. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Loved. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. Faithful. Um, and happy. Loved, faithful, and happy. Beautiful. Cody, pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Lost, seeking, in pain. It's two words, but... There's your before and after, BC Nation. And last question. Cody, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Have faith. Whether it's in people, whether it's in God, just have faith that things work out the way they do for a reason. Beautiful. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? The relationship is there whether you recognize it or not. He is always wanting a relationship with you. Got it. That's it. Brilliant. What's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Um, you, honestly, you can find me Facebook, LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. Um, but feel free to just send me an email. Cody at theleadership.guide. So it's C-O-D-Y at the t h e leadership dot guide and there's no dot com at the end of that awesome bc nation do you love listening to my show do you love conversations like this just kind of being the voyeurism on the wall type thing listening in as cody and i speak about all things god and what god has done in his life what he's done in my life what he wants to do in your life do you love hearing this? If so, if you haven't yet, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Get the download, yo. Get the God download. And put a five-star review in there if you so choose. Tell me what you like. Tell me what I can work on. I'm a broken Catholic. There's things I can work on. Tell me what they are. I know you want to share your opinion. Doesn't mean I'm going to listen to everything you have to say. All right, but I want to hear it. I definitely want to hear it. And I invite you, uh, go to my website, josephwarren.net, and pick up a free Kindle uh, version of my book called Broken Christian, How a Self-Centered Bad Boy Became a God-Centered Businessman. For all you dudes out there listening right now, you need to read my book. And not for me, but read about what God did in my life because I was such a broken mess. And if he could turn my broken life around, he could turn yours around. I'm not charging for this. It's free. So go to josephwarren.net, download that free Kindle book. And uh, Cody, you the man. You're the man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for showing up today and thanks for being part of the body of Christ, being my brother in Christ, 
And know, my friend, that you are not alone. You are never alone and you are loved. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome to be a part of. What The work you are doing, Joseph, is truly life-changing. And more people need to experience and what you are doing in their lives. Praise God. To God be the glory. Cody, thanks so much for joining us. Have a blessed day. God love you. And may he bless you with his peace, love, and joy, my friend. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.